Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician and so are you. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Entree Musician. This is the space where we concentrate on the mindset, the discipline, and the focus of the Entree Musician. And today's episode, absolutely no exception. Now, as you know, earlier in the year, we began a series on abolishing fear. We felt it was an extremely vital subject for entree musicians to pursue, especially during these difficult times. And as we approach the end of this year, 2021, we are absolutely mindful that the spirit of fear is being shoved down our throats. Listen, that's just the truth. And we have committed to do our parts to combat fear with everything we absolutely have. And we speak the truth in love as entree musicians. And as you know, we have invited several entrees on from time to time in their interviews to share their stories of triumph in the midst of fearful circumstances. And they prevailed. And we know that you can too as well. So please go back, check out those conversations and uh, you know apply what you can to your own situation. Now, the last time we approached this subject, we conquered the fear of success. Like you may have thought, don't be afraid of success, but it's a real fear. And today what we're going to do is slay its ugly cousin. And that is, you guessed it, the fear of failure. But before we do, let me remind you, please go to the Entree Musician as soon as you have an opportunity, sign up at the Backstage Pass to receive greater access to all kinds of wonderful resources, which you can't attain just by watching or listening to this podcast. Although we do our very best to provide incredible value to you, at least we hope we do on this platform. But going backstage introduces you to deeper conversations, collaborations, coaching and mentoring, which will help you learn and grow in your life and career. Now, there are four tiers of access when you go to the backstage pass. There's the fan, there's the follower, there's the friend, or there's the family member. So check out which one works best for you. And uh, if you can do so today, again, you will not regret it. Now, as we dive into this subject today, let me just recap our simple definition that we applied to fear. We just gave it a simple definition. We have defined fear as an unpleasant, often strong emotion, which is caused by anticipation or an awareness of danger. You feel something is coming on and fear sets in. And because I'm a man of faith, I offered a conclusion based upon my faith to help us obtain a better perspective as we subdue all aspects of fear, whether personally or professionally. And it's from one of my favorite scriptures in the New Testament. And that scripture teaches us the very first thing about fear is we understand that fear is a spirit. I want that to sink in. We've said this before, we're just recapping, but fear is a spirit. The second thing we understand about fear is that it does not come from God. 2 Timothy 1.7 is the scripture I'm referencing. And we learn that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Hear me again, absolutely no fear. God has not given that to us. Now, pardon me, 
I must say, if you are not a man or woman of faith, but this is a perspective that we are teaching from today. You, however, even if you uh, don't have a system of faith or particular belief, you might be interested in knowing that the book that I'm pulling this scripture out of, the Bible, it also says to you and I, fear not a total of 365 times. I don't know who counted that, but it's an accurate count. 365 times, fear not. So you have a fear not for every single day. We learned also that fear is a deceiver and it often tries to convince us that things are much worse than they actually are. Check that out. Most importantly, fear begins to rob us when the very thing or people or person we may fear that hasn't even occurred, that situation hasn't even developed yet, but fear again grips us. It attacks our imaginations. We automatically go to the very worst case scenarios, which paralyze us and prohibits us from moving forward. Finally, the last thing we've come to understand about fear is that fear is the opposite of courage. But see, courage does not mean the absence of fear. I want you to hear me. Courage does not mean the absence of fear, but courage is the mindset, the attitude, the discipline, the focus, you know, which are our core beliefs here at the Entree Musician. Courage is the ability to move forward in the midst of being afraid. So we pursue anyway. Yeah, it, it, it might look risky, it, it might look dangerous, you may be nervous, you may have sweaty palms, but we pursue anyway, because that's the power of courage. Now, personally, I cannot imagine that there would be any greater fear in life than the fear of failure. Maybe the fear of dying, but of course, we'd have to schedule a one-on-one -on -one conversation uh, to talk about that you know, and I'm available <laughs> if you want to contact me. I'm, I'm serious about that. But you would agree that the thought of failure, especially in front of others, can be one of the strongest apprehensions out there. And many of us can be incredibly afraid to fail. Now, of course, no one in their right mind wants to fail, right? But we should not fear it. In fact, we should definitely embrace it. Hear what I'm saying to you. I can already hear some of you muttering out loud how stupid of a comment that that bald brown guy just made. Why in the world would anyone give the slightest creed to accepting or, or, or what is that word he said? Embracing failure. What a ridiculous notion. I must admit, just being super honest with you, there was a time where I was right there with you. Absolutely, positively, deeply afraid of being embarrassed, afraid of being humiliated or ashamed or horrified of doing anything that would come even remotely close to failure. That was me. I gotta tell you, I was like the youngest cousin on both sides of my family, giving you a little personal insight. My paternal and my maternal family, my maternal, did I say that right? And paternal side, I was the youngest cousin on both sides. And I sucked at sports. 
And all of my older cousins were athletes, totally gifted. I loved music, that was my thing. And I wanted nothing to do with sports, but when I was hanging out with them, trying to fit in and throw the football, the baseball, the basketball, the inevitable would happen. And I would eventually drop the ball or throw it to the wrong person or strike out. And that would bring down the holy ire of my cousins and many of my friends as well. This is my story. So, you know, on the playground, if you can recall, I don't know if you were one of those kids or not, but I was that kid that didn't get picked for the team. Or I would be absolute last. You know, if they needed to balance out the team, I would be the last one. And you can imagine the grumbling and complaining from the kid who had to pick me because there was nobody else, right? So of course, what would happen in that game? What would you think would happen? They would never dare throw the ball to me <laughs> because they just knew I would blow the play, you know? I, I would ruin it. Can you dig that? Can you dig the humiliation, the shame? I was that kid, you know? And I began to hate sports, I really did. I mean, I began to hate sports so much that when I was in the marching band, you know, playing drums in the marching band, I quit that because I didn't wanna be on the football field having to march and play. I just didn't wanna have anything to do with it. So obviously, what do you think happened? This carried over to many other chapters in my life where I was so afraid to fail that failure itself would follow me around just to poke fun at me and reinforce the fact that indeed I was a failure, destined to fail in every area of my life. I'll say it again, just so you know who you're talking to here or who you're listening from. I am that guy. I should say was that guy, but that's who you're talking to. And here's my experience. Failed relationships, failed entrepreneurial adventures, failed finances, education, you name it. Yep, right here. I guess the one area of saving grace for me was my love for music. And because I was a halfway decent drummer, I could keep the groove long enough to keep the gig. And because my thought life had so impressed upon me of my potential failure, I wouldn't audition for the more advantageous opportunities. I mean, my attitude was why try? <laughs> I was destined to fail anyway, right? So of course, at that time in my life, I didn't understand that the fear, fear of failure had taken a very dangerous route in my life. And I mean that, I'm, I'm just being straight up serious with you dangerous route because for me it was all about playing it safe which you know I couldn't even do that very well and it was all about trying to please my cousins so they wouldn't call me names but here's the point we were all adults now and most of my cousins lived halfway across the country right so they wouldn't even see it but I would hear their voices in my head and that meant that really, in essence, I was trying to please everyone, which is in itself an absolute failure to try to please everyone. You see my point? I hope I'm making my point very simple here. I'm hearing my cousin's head in my head, and I'm a, I'm a failure because I'm trying to please everybody. I was so afraid of failure that for a large uh, portion of my life, that's all I did. 
I failed while trying not to. I know you dig it. I know you dig it. I know there's at least one person, two people out there who understand. But what happened to me was eventually I got hip to John Maxwell's book, which is called Failing Forward. And uh, I began to learn Zig Ziglar's famous quote that failure is an event. Failure is not a person. And those words really truly begin to disrupt my soul. If failure is not a person, then I am not a failure. You hear that? And although I continued to screw up and I made tons of mistakes, blunders, bloopers, and outright wrong decisions, I continued to try. I begin to see failure as stepping stones to success, which is actually the byline in John Maxwell's book. But here's the thing. As long as I was trying, I was winning. Can you dig that? And as long as I was winning, the less afraid I was to try. And this, my friend, became the turning point. The next thing I began to do was to turn off those negative voices in my head, those childhood, uh, childhood voices that haunted me, right? The childhood voices that called me names and grumbled when I dropped a virtual ball. I began to practice what I called catching correctly. Now that was my own phrase for it. I hope you can understand it. What I, what I began to do was I began to see the proverbial ball coming at me differently than I had before. You know, I began to observe how fast, what direction, the angle, the spin of the ball, if it had a curve to it or not. And I began to realize that I was afraid of dropping the ball because I was afraid of the ball itself. Listen to what I'm saying to you. The opportunity itself terrified me. I had defeated myself before I stepped up to the plate. And it didn't matter who the pitcher was. It didn't matter uh, what field I was on or who was in the stands, who was watching. I do myself before I stepped on the field. But again, because I personally was no longer the failure, I could see everything through a different lens. And this made all the difference. So the very next thing I did was begin hanging around with others who were swinging toward the fences themselves, trying to improve their game. No one was batting a thousand yet, but we were all getting more home runs with every pitch. It was a fall, uh, foul ball here. It was a, a strike or two there. And once in a while, we would strike out, but we encouraged each other. You understand? We coached each other on our individual blind spots and we made the competition fun. So was what was once knee numbing, dry mouth, sweaty palm fear became clear eyed grit. It became an opportunity to outdo myself, to beat my own score. And that became exciting. Now, Excuse me, but here I have to just squeeze in another uh, another scripture, and that's from 1 John 4, 16. This scripture says, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. If we are afraid, it is because of fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced God's perfect love. 
So do you hear what I'm saying to you? I want you to listen closely. Again, pardon me if you're not a man or woman of faith, but those are powerful words because if you know that Almighty God loves you and you indeed love yourself and you are tremendously fortunate enough to be loved by others who are there for you and who support you, then you can truly cast off fear. You can cast it aside completely. You leave it no room to indwell your heart or your mind or your spirit. And when you do that, you'll find that's true freedom indeed. When you're no longer intimidated by fear, you will scale the highest mountain. You will scour the lowest valley and you'll take your greatest risk in search of your biggest dreams. Do you hear me? That's my heart for you. I, I mean that from the bottom of my soul for you because I know what it means to struggle with failure. I know what it means to struggle with fear. I know what it means to be doubting all the time of whether I'm gonna make it. And I would love to hear your thoughts and your perspective on this episode or even the entire series. And I want you to write below in the comment section or even reach out to me personally at theentremusician.com. And again, while you're there, you can find more meaningful ways to engage with me, with other entree musicians, just by clicking on the backstage pass. And again, as I said in the uh, front of the video, you will find four tiers, the fan, the follower, the friend, or the family member. And each tier unlocks more access to resources and to connections, to coaching, to mentoring, to other aspects of this entree musician planet that we're on. And you'll find and meet entree musicians just like yourselves. And we live, learn, and grow together. We live virtually together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So don't procrastinate. Listen, I've shared my heart with you today. I've been as real with you as I can possibly be. I certainly appreciate you hanging out and checking out this video. And if you have not listened to the other episodes on this series, you will be challenged. You will hear conversations from other entree musicians who have conquered fear and some who are applying courage. Like I said before, some who are new in the game and applying courage in the midst of fear. And this will absolutely help you because you can learn from their experiences. Thank you again for hanging out with me. I appreciate you. Peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician. But you know what? Here's what's most important. So are you. We will see you again.